0: to the Gazette's the High School Basketball Podcast, uh, Jeff Johnson, the red, I'm in the tidy navy blue, and uh, hello from uh, cold, cold, cold Cedar Rapids, how you doing JJ?
1: Uh, wrapped up in a blanket at the moment, nice and toasty, so uh, don't feel like going outside anytime soon, right? No,
0: at least you don't have snow to, snow to show up. so it's
1: good, so. It's all how you so, look at it. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, we had a um, Tuesday night. Probably about seventy to eighty percent of the games in the area went on as scheduled. A few games got colded out. Uh, you were at Rapples Kennedy for uh, the Cougars' NBC game with Hempstead, and uh, what uh, what'd you see there?
1: Um, Kennedy's playing really well right now. Eight wins in a row, and you know, beat Hempstead, which is a a pretty decent team by by twenty points, and. Um, you know, it's, it's it kind of goes back to what we've been talking about almost ad nauseum, Jeff, is that, you know, the parody of the NBC and you try and figure out who you think's the best team and the second best team. And, um, you know, Mike Kennedy might be the best team right now, uh, just the way it's playing. And, uh, you know, has a really good guard court and, uh, you know, Kenzie Reed and, uh, Colby dolphins, uh, uh, and, and, uh, you know blitz as well uh those three guys uh, they can all shoot the three pointer they, they got a really good team and um you know you asked me off uh before we started this if if you give me give me your top 5 in the nbc well, i'm like uh okay i think kennedy prairie uh iowa city west cedar falls and i don't know <laughs> uh you know, who, who's playing the best right now. So, uh, I, I think those, the four I mentioned are probably in the discussion for, for best team in the, in the Valley. And, um, you know, but again, it's like, anybody can beat anybody. I mean, you, you look at Washington goes Monday night, for instance, Washington goes and beats Dubuque, Kempstead up in Dubuque. And then last night loses to Western Dubuque. So, you know, there you go. And, and you saw a really good, uh or the rematch, can we call it the rematch, quote-unquote, City High and West, yeah. Friday night? Yeah,
0: so that Friday, um, um, uh, the, uh, if this was football, I can say the boot was on the other foot, but you uh, <laughs> can't say that for girls basketball. just uh, say the, uh, the Nikes were on the other foot this time. Uh, West won the game, uh, i think it was 52-49, uh, avenging a loss uh earlier this year at city high so i guess home court held both games and then city high lost the next night to Xavier so um I suppose right now uh you'd have to say Iowa City West is the best team in the area probably the second best team in the valley to uh to Waterloo West.
1: And you mentioned Xavier uh tell you know tell me a little bit about the Saints.
0: Very, very dangerous in foray. I think once they get to tournaments uh, in foray, I think th- it's a team that could go a long ways. Um, got one of the best freshmen in the state, I would say, in, in Libby Fandel. We've talked about her a little bit before. Just a, a terrific player they have some veterans in, uh, in uh, Alexis Byer and-, and some of those. Uh, kids that are juniors and seniors uh, Maya Carl good inside kids so a uh, really nice mix for Xavier really deep team and a team that uh, certainly could uh, could be playing into March.
1: All right, give me your top five teams in the valley.
0: Um, let's go we'll go Water West one. Iowa City West two. Uh, I'd say probably Xavier three uh, City high four and. Oh boy. Um, I would say I would take Liberty five, just to skosh over Washington Cedar Falls. Uh, Kennedy's in the discussion, Lindmars in the discussion. So, uh, probably eight or nine teams deep in,
1: in, in the Valley girls. That's, that's quality right there. I mean, when you, when you can't even, you know, uh, Permanently say Washington's in the, in like the top five, and when, when you got a player of the caliber Hannah Stolke, I mean that that kind of says something to me. So, yeah. and you know, when, when they're on and they're
0: they're playing well, they're they're in that mix. Uh, and, you know, probably that three, four, five mix, but uh, um, could use a little bit more consistency.
1: Couldn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last night I was out in Shelsburg. I saw the Guts and the
0: Clear Creek Amanda shot 58%, played really, really well, uh,
1: and won that game
0: 64-40 and uh, just another game in the wild Walmack West.
1: All right, I'm going to ask you because I asked around Friday, last Friday night I was uh, Marion, uh, saw Marion beat dyersville Beckman and kind of asked, asked Coach uh, Marion Coach Mesterly, beat Mesterly, all right, so how do you guys work this whole conference thing uh, record wise? <laughs> and he's like, "You know what? I'm not even sure. I think we count all the conference games and then determine division winners or but I'm not really 100% sure on that." So, yeah, how do you determine WAMAC champs?
0: Yeah, I think the philosophy on that's kind of changed. So, when I do standings, I do both division records and conference records. I think divisional champions are determined by divisional only records, which is, which, which was news to me about this time last year. So, uh, so so they've got, they've got divisional champions and then they'll have a conference champion who has the best conference record overall. And that, uh, so the team's, playing what 10 17 games and the teams in the west are playing 18 i believe and that's how they i'm pretty sure well that's how i'm determining it because that's
1: what i've been told so um so there you go it was funny too i talked to um it's kind of a chore sometimes to put these these conference standings together um i talk or i uh threw a question out there uh, to South Iowa Cedar league coaches. I'm like, because some schools, you know, they play what? 17, I think 17. They um, play
0: 16 because they basically have five or six on each side. So they play their side twice and they play the other division once.
1: But uh, some schools play cross division uh, teams twice. Uh, so I, my, my big question was, all right, so which game? counts in the standings and which one you know is is a non-conference game and i got all these different answers it's like well usually when you play a team that the, the games at the beginning and the end of the season are non-conference usually uh and then if you play somebody in the middle of the season it's just like you know yeah. uh, so it's it, it's it's kind of interesting that um, <laughs> the, the coaches don't really even know yeah. uh, yeah, what's, it, a, what's yeah, not?
0: So, when that's the case, it, I mean, the bylaws need to be a little bit more clear. Um, and you know, that the South Iowa Cedar League plays sixteen games, uh, ten on your side, six on the other, and uh, they uh, determine the
1: division. <laughs> uh, and you said postseason. You don't expect till next week um, for the girls, right? right. Uh, girls will be. 1A, 2A, 3A, uh, I've been told that
0: they'll be released on the 2nd or 3rd of February, and then 4A and 5A will be which be 9th the 10th.
1: Okay. Uh, we did have pods uh, or assignments um, for the 1A and 2A and the boys uh, that were released last Friday. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, you know, just, just kind of scrolling through them right now. You know, 1A, you know, North Lynn. They they separated the uh, the three good, one uh, A schools kind of uh, pretty well and, in one um, A when you look sure. at you know Northland and, Springville. yeah, uh, you know Springville Albarnet's got a good team too and they put uh, Northland in a, in a district um, and a corresponding district with uh, with Edco. Um, that's, that's probably the other really good team and Wapsie Valley is, is in district, the, the uh, opposing district as well. Um, so that that's kind of noteworthy. And then the other one, uh, district seven and eight is, you know, Alburnette's in there. It's got a really good team. Gladbrook Rhinebeck um, is one of the top teams around here. Um, uh, Lisbon's in there, which is having a really nice season and in, in, in Springville and then, you know district nine you start heading south where you got like uh uh danville's got a real nice team hillcrest Academy's in there in district nine um winfield mount union has a one loss team that's that's good and district 10 is uh you know iowa valley's having a real nice season new london um is is good there too and uh uh, just kind of scrolling through, uh, you know, and then, then two way was interesting the way they, you know, that was kind of split up was, um, um, you know, you, you put Monticello, which is undefeated, uh, in the same, um, uh, the same sub state with, with the Dyersville Beckman, which I thought was really interesting. So, and, and Williamsburg too, which is a really good team. Uh, so that's a pretty power pack, you know, sub state there when you look at districts, uh, you know, nine and 10. And, uh, so yeah, uh, that's just maybe kind of a couple of the highlights, um, you know, there, uh, it's interesting the way they split it up. We'll get, we'll get a look Friday at, at, at the two big schools, uh, 3A and 4A. And that'll be really interesting, uh, to see how the state, you know, kind of divides that up. And, and that's not just including around here, Jeff. When, then, when you look at, um, you know, what happened over the weekend with Josh Dix, the Iowa signee, um, you know, has the compound fracture in his leg, and for you know, uh, unfortunately, in the game for his team in in Council Bluffs, uh, Council Bluffs Lincoln, so he's done for the year, and that's a huge hit for for them. So does that change? You know what you what you decide you're you're gonna do with uh, Council Bluffs? You know, Lincoln. I don't know. We'll we'll find out.
0: Yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you: um, Are uh, Monticello and Mid both still undefeated?
1: Yes. Yes. And they, uh, they rescheduled their game. They were supposed to play a couple weeks ago. I got snowed out. Um, they're, they're going to play the very end of the regular season. Um, so I guess that way, neither one of them, when it comes to seedings and things like that, you know, that, that won't, uh, uh, they won't have a game in, uh, so it won't hurt either one. So, uh, those are the final two, uh, undefeated teams, um, you know, in, in the, uh, uh, in our area, uh, in any of the classes. So, Mm uh, wanted to ask you, uh, I know the girls and and we, we talked about this, I think a lot too, just about the rankings that the girls come out with their own rankings and, you know, kind of been getting into, um, discussions with, uh, different people and, um, who kind of denigrate the AP poll uh, on the boy side. Um, there's other people out there that do their own polls. Iowa prep hoops, um, Iowa prep with a Z, <laughs> uh, has one. The, I think the the register has a. Uh, I don't know if they do classes though. Did they do two classes or just they're super 10. Um, but, uh, there's so many polls out there on the boys side and, um, you know, is that a good thing or a bad thing, or or do you prefer, uh, you know, the way the girls do it, and the, and the union comes out with their own? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think what the
0: union does is is solid. Um, you know, would would I like to see a a poll for the sports writers? Maybe, maybe. Um, I think the, the, the union does a nice job though, and uh. uh, Varsity Bound has uh, uh, rankings. I think it's kind of similar to what BC Moore does. I think it's kind of results based only and not high test, and which is fine. So um, I don't know. I don't know if anybody else that does rankings other than the Girls Union. You know, I I do the the area rankings, but uh, I don't do state rankings other than the preseason. So. you Know you, you before we became an AP paper again, you, you did your own, um, you know, and I'm sure you, you did it tremendously well, you know, as far as you, know, who you who you keep track of and stuff like that. And, and it's a lot of work, I know, I know that, but uh, what, what are your thoughts about the way it's worked
1: with um, with AP? <sighs> Um, I mean, there there have been different times, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be transparent here and say that there have been different times this season where some of the, it's been kind of ludicrous, to be quite frank, as far as, um, you know, teams that have received votes, um, I'll I'll give you a for instance here too, um, Esterville-Lincoln Central uh, was the first of the um, others, in mm. class three A uh, this week, well, Esterville Lincoln Central is a two A school, so mm-hmm. um, and for whatever reason, and, and, and the APs, it's all done on um, via computer. It's got a right. scroll down the list of schools per class. Well, for whatever reason, Esterville Lincoln Central is still on the three A three A menu. Uh, right. And, and, you know, that's partly my fault, too, because I say something to them. But, um, yeah, you know, and then, you know, I think we had 12 or 13 people vote two weeks ago yesterday or Monday. Um, there was eight. So it varies from week to week. Um, and I understand people's frustrations with that. But we all I think we all do have um, the best interest of, of the kids and the teams in in mind. Um you know, but all that being said, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe we all come together and, um, you know, hammer it out, <laughs> uh, yeah. the websites and us and everything. So hey, maybe we that maybe. Yeah, yep, so, uh, you know, the Iowa uh, Preps or Iowa Press Writers, Sports Writers uh, Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some people there that would do a, a very good job as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I don't I, – I have a lot of respect for my fellow, you know, sports writers, and I think that in the state, and they uh, – uh, I think for the most part, they try and, and be accurate with, with this kind of stuff instead of, you know, being homers um, and voting for, you know, their own, own – Teams, but you know, also too. Um you, know, you say that you only see a certain amount of teams, too. You don't see teams for us, uh, you know, over in the western part of the state, or sometimes we see central Iowa schools, but um so you know it's difficult. I mean, it's just opinion, right? You know, people I think kind of get wrapped up into the and a little too much into into this, but um yeah. it's opinion and and we do try and do our best, and um, you know, then we see how Ignorant, we all are when the postseason rolls around. <laughs> and, you know, these teams get beaten, uh, you know, then who determine who the state champs are. So I don't know. I do like the
0: way we've, do like the way we've done for about the last six, eight years with uh, the you and and, yeah. KJ and so on and so forth. And I think I, I know that we're all, there's not a homer amongst the
1: six of us. Right. So, um, I think we've done a really good job. I agree. And and it's fun too. Um, You know, we, we do all take it. uh, We all do take it seriously week to week and um, you know, I hope people enjoy that. I, you know, I guess I never asked you, I mean, when you do your super tens and things like that uh, and you mix classes in there, I mean, is it, you know, when you go one through 10 that you really do think these are the top 10 teams Regardless of class, I mean, like, like if they played to, they played against each other. A one A played a four A. You think, you know, the one A could beat a four A? Things like that, or is it just kind of a, a combination of you know how well you're playing in your particular class, or how, how do you work that? I I go by who I think the best ten are in order. Um, okay. I've got Northland three and
0: and Springville four, and I think those, I think that's where they belong. I think those two teams could play with the big schools, um, and, and beat several of them. So, uh, I think the resumes are very good. Uh, and I, you know, that, that's just kind of the way, the way I see it. I, I don't, um, you know,
1: I I don't
0: have them at that point just because of where I think they fall in their class. I think that's, I I've got them where they are because I think that's where they fall in the area.
1: That's very interesting. That's very interesting. Um, and that's a great discussion, too, Jeff, right? You know, how do, how do you determine or what do you think uh, a 1A school would do in, in, like, the Valley or something like that? Yeah. And, you know, it depends. Um, yeah. And,
0: you, you know, you and I have both had Northland teams that have been very, very good. And do well, I think their girls here yeah. in the year out can compete in the MVC? Absolutely. And I think I imagine you feel the same way about their boys.
1: Yeah, I I would agree with that. Certainly. Uh, You know, and that's something I've really asked, asked uh, to be quite honest. Uh, I've asked the Valley coaches who, you know, maybe have have seen uh, like a Northland player, whatever, honestly, you know, just between you and me, how do you think they would do in the, in the Valley if they, if they played in the Valley and, you know, the most, the mo the response I get the most would be they would, they would definitely be competitive. So um, that's good to see. And, you know, like on the boys' side, uh, you know, I think Grandview Christian's going to be incredibly difficult to beat in one A, um, because they haven't. Uh, I don't even know if they played a one A school this season. Maybe, maybe a, a couple, um, but it, they're an independent and they've stacked their schedule with you know some four A schools and some three A schools, and they've been, they've whooped them all. So. Um, yeah. I mean, literally, uh, they beat everybody by by twenty plus or, or more. So maybe you know, maybe that right there just answers your question. That yeah, yeah, and
0: you know, I, the other sports, uh, you know, volleyball, um, softball, baseball. Uh, I, I absolutely think that the best small schools can be competitive. Um, you know, tight New Hartford uh, probably has the best. In the state, they lost one match, and they lost it to a 5A school, and they, they beat that same school, which was Iowa City Liberty, once, and they beat everybody else in 5A. So um, if there was an all-comers state tournament for volleyball, I would win it, absolutely. So well, in softball, um, you know, some of those small schools have a really dominant pitcher and, and they could Maybe maybe not quite as much in baseball just because, uh, you know, then you get into pitching depth and, you know, the bigger schools probably have more pitching depth. But, you know, the small schools face could probably shut one of those teams down for one game.
1: Well, you looked like um, way back in the day when I was playing in high school and, um, you know, baseball. Norway would play all the Cedar Rapids schools every single season, you know, double headers and – um, they, they would put a knot on our heads a lot of the times too, quite frankly. So that's just a, you know, just another example of a, of a small school, a small program that, um, you know, is, is good enough to, to, uh, not just play with, with your, your high, highest enrollment schools, but, but beat them and, uh, you know, beat them fairly regularly. So class, you know, class size doesn't really matter a lot of times, uh, you know, in, in in, most all sports. So all right. So our weeks fire away.
0: Well, uh Friday I will be at Xavier for Iowa City West Xavier. Uh that's a girl boy doubleheader, so I'll cover both of those. And then uh weekend off and Monday, um Iowa plays at home. Or no, they play Monday, I will host uh, Ohio State in a in top, top 25 matchup. That will be a good game. They play at
1: Northwest Friday. Um, What is today? Wednesday, right? Uh, I think I'm going to head out tomorrow night um, just to watch Lisbon play. Um, they've they've kind of snuck under the radar over there. They're in the other division for some reason um, from the other Tri-Rivers schools. Uh, you know, your EDCOs, your Springvilles, your North Northlands, uh, you know, your Albert Nets, So they play a really good Wilton team. So I think I'm going to head over there Thursday night just to, to get a, a look at, at the Lions. Uh, Brandon Horman's the head coach out there. He, he was head coach at c Reps Jefferson did a really good job and uh, just kind of moved his family out there. They're smaller. They're from smaller towns, Calamus, Wheatland area. So uh, he's done a real nice job in, in a couple of years as head coach. And uh, so I'm going to do that. And then Friday we'll do, uh, I think, Limar and uh, Washington. Um, boy-girl doubleheader and the, the girls should be a pretty good game, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It should. Uh, beat them, I think by seven points last time they played. Uh, they've kind of hit the skids a little bit. They've lost three in a row. Washington might starting be starting to pick things up again. So, yeah, I think that'll be uh, a really uh, competitive girls game. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for, uh, for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week and uh, hopefully things warm up and enjoy your games.